When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Marvel Movie Talk right here exclusively on Geekscape. I am Christian Blatt. And next to me on your screen is the Hamburglar himself, Miss Minutes, Eric Connor, Count Eric Connor, who uh, the product placement paid immediate dividends for the McDonald's Corporation. And uh, you even went and got chicken nuggets, which were new at the time in the early 80s. And um, uh, uh, before we uh, comment on Eric's lunch, also with us, Number one Loki super fan, the one and only Michael X. <laughs> Shirley. Michael, thank you for being here. Oh, uh, you're you're welcome. Is it it's just because you don't want to have to miss Eric and I for six weeks? Isn't that really the reason? Mostly. Why? Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. It's a price of admission, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to suffer exactly. Loki. <laughs> so uh Eric. Uh, go ahead and uh, for uh, for the rest of the class watching along at home, what uh, what did this first episode of Loki inspire you to do? So um, now as a father of two, I, I often have to stop at a McDonald's or another uh, establishment of its ilk. But <laughs> after watching that Sylvie and this is a, a, a maybe a touch of a spoiler for the after credit sequence. uh she uh, makes her way to a 1980s McDonald's in, was it Oklahoma? Oklahoma, yes, sir. 1982 yes. specifically. 1982, when Chicken McNuggets were brand new. So, because I love all of you, I went and I went first to see if they had Loki sauce. The Loki <laughs> sauce is going to become Gross. my Mulan sauce. Oh, it's going to be yeah. my, my white whale. I'm going to find Loki sauce whether it kills me or if I have to kill others to find it. They have and no you're going to sauce. fill a bathtub with Loki sauce and just what I'll do with the Loki yourself. sauce is between me and my God. That's fair. That's or fair. Gods. Okay. Do you but, imagine uh, it to be green or gold? I want it to be as beautiful as my dreams. And I got chicken McNuggets because she, Sylvie taught me to try everything. Shakira also taught me that <laughs> And so for all of you. I'm going to eat a chicken McNugget. Wish me luck. Do you think what do you think would taste better with the sauce on it? That chicken McNugget or the cardboard that you're holding in your other hand? Because I think it's a push. push. Uh, Well, before we dive into reviewing the episode, our pal Cammy Egan has an important question. Michael, 
was watching the new season painful okay. for you, which uh, people should know. I like Michael this. Yeah, like uh, ready camera one, doing. take one. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm doing the whole truck out here uh, by myself uh, with the touch of uh, one button. But uh, for people who may not remember, you know, on an earlier incarnation of this show on one of its many homes, the uh, our Loki season one uh, wrap up show, uh, Michael sat that out. So you did have to miss us for those six weeks. So uh, and. Why was that? Why did you decide that you didn't want to join us to talk about Loki season one? Because maybe not everybody knows the the backstory between uh, Michael and, and Tom Hiddleston. And, uh, of course, that version of Loki. Uh, it's it's not as obvious as you would think. It's not because he wronged Taylor Swift. That actually has nothing to do with it. Uh, in fact, that might be in the plus column. What is it about Loki that uh, usually bothers you so much, Michael Sherling? I'm more in the mood to talk about uh, my first chicken nugget memory, but uh, ev just everything. Uh, I can't we'll save stand. that for the Patreon show, okay? People have to <laughs> sign up and pay if they want to know about your first chicken McNugget experience. I uh, I hate everything about it. Like I just hate everything. Like he's he's even doing that hair flip again. I got so much hairspray, I can't do it. But like, you know, like every time he would like come back and forth, he's just like flipping his hair like he's Pamela Anderson in an episode of Baywatch. I just don't buy it. I love playful, evil, scampy. Let's just mess stuff up for the fun of it, Loki. And I just... I don't really know. If I were a god, I surely wouldn't be messing around with the kind of nonsense he's messing with. As my name is Shirley, I surely would not. You surely would not. And uh, no. the only thing that I take umbrage with in there is you saying, if you were a god, uh, that kind of flies <laughs> in the face of uh, everything that uh, we usually believe. But to but, answer your question, it was very... Yes, answer Camus. It's very painful... By the time the series is over, I think there are a million things that I never thought I'd be willing to watch that I would watch, you know, if given the option of this and something else. Like, I was thinking when I was watching this, that if it keeps going like this, I would, like, much rather watch, like, obese, like, scat-focused, geriatric, <laughs> lesbian porn. Check your text. Than this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what your timeline looks like, Michael. Uh, the sacred timeline of Michael Shirley's uh, social media. Uh, but uh, I, I feel like you could probably find most of that stuff. But uh, so this was not pleasant for you watching this. No, this was uh, the, the show, worst. The show wasn't better. Because the thing was, it's not that you didn't watch Loki season one. No, I watched you, it. You eventually watched it. Or maybe you even watched it in real time. You just disliked it so much. You didn't want to be the little bummer parade, right? Yeah, I feel like this is... I'm just going to poo-poo all over your platter today. Well, that ties into the kind of videos you want to watch. So, you see, <laughs> there is a theme here. No, um, I'm saying how little I do want to watch this. Like, Sylvie's even worse than Tom. I think, I I think I think she's she's well, making it even. Then harder. you should have liked this episode because she was barely in it. Well, there is that. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that will we will not uh, relegate you to the sidelines because of your opinion. In fact, we embrace it. I I love contrary opinions. You know, when we used to do shows on After Buzz TV, uh, and everybody loved every episode of every show, I was like, this really isn't fun. Can you get me somebody on this panel who hates the show? And uh, sometimes that would be, be sometimes that would be Michael Shirley. Well, and then there was stuff like The Gifted, which you know no one in the right mind enjoyed. So that that was actually kind of fun to talk about that show. Yeah. And keep in mind, Michael's favorite Beatle is Yoko Ono. Yes. <laughs> yes. Facts are facts, by what the way. Facts I'm are. I'm glad facts. you brought that in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, Eric, if if you're if you're done McNuggeting. Uh, 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 the McNugget will be with me for the whole season now. <laughs> oh man! Your I want order. to uh, give oh. you the opportunity to no, have make him the spotlight. So no, no, no! I oh. like it this way. Uh, your thoughts on this uh, second season premiere of Loki? I I really like Loki. I am sorry, Michael. Uh, not to disagree with your, the fine brilliance that comes from your mouth, but I. I I find that this show is kind of its wonderful own little weird thing. And mm. and I like the design of it. I mean, I, you know, obviously I, I didn't buy a Miss Minutes clock, you know, just because I have a weird fetish for her voice. Um, but rather because I find this whole world, it, it, it's got that like, you know, a little bit of steampunk, a little bit of Brazil. feels like Carrie Gilliam. Brazil. Uh, it's like, yeah, like the, in terms of the design elements, like it feels like it's taking... A couple cues from the, the from Terry Gilliam's movie, and I think that's what is fun about it for me is it is its own weird little thing. Uh, and I found this episode maybe a bit of a step down from season one, mm. largely because I think it, it was um, the plot mechanics, the way they kind of handled it. I found it to be a little bit like they're just throwing plot on top of plot on top of plot. We got to go to the blast shield and we got to get this. And then you got to get that, 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 that. And at some point I'm like, okay, like you could have planted some of that. You could have more elegantly got us into the sort of rules of this episode. But when, um, oh my God, I just like when data shows up um, and that whole scene with the past and the present intercut, I love that. And that's, it's, <coughs> sorry. Um, so you're talking about OB. Played by OB. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's interesting because I always call him short round and you always call him data. But hey, uh, listen, you know, Goonies Goonies to some, indeed to others. And I guess so. Yeah. yeah, And I found like so much of what's fun about this is Mm. I really love this cast. Um, Mm. I I enjoy his hair flips. I, Mm. I find that Tom Hiddleston deserves an entire album of Taylor Swift songs for their five minute romance. Uh, and, you know, seeing uh, Owen Wilson do that thing that really not many actors besides Owen Wilson does. It almost a weird, like, folksy charm to him uh, with that nose that, who knows, got mangled by something at some point in his life. And and I find there's just such a real funky charm to this that I, I really enjoy. So I, I found the writing of this episode a little bit haphazard at times. But when it works, it works great. And I... I'm glad they brought it back for a second season. I can see places where they could go with this thing. Um, and I was just kind of happy to hang out with them again, after, especially after Secret Invasion, which took a wonderful character in the form of Nick Fury and just watered him down so much. This this was uh, 
this gives us all the Loki need and more Loki than Michael Shirley can can stomach. Well, the interesting thing you're talking about about some of the you know the bigger set pieces, some of the the you know really flashy things. Um, I think we see where the corners they cut on Secret Invasion, where that money was directly funneled to, you know, because this, uh, you know, the, for and it, you know, Brazil is a really interesting comparison because. It is this weird futuristic, but futuristic for like the 50s, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they've got some futuristic elements to them, but it's as though it was designed in the past, which I think is the set design for the show is pretty amazing, actually. The phone that's ringing, Loki looks down, and it's it's not just a, you know, a push-button phone. It's a dial phone with a ring like that. So it's like even further back, and I think that... Uh, Amalgamation looks kind of cool. And I do like Owen Wilson. You know, you're talking about his the quality he brings, which is, oh, hey, I'd love to have a jet ski. Wouldn't that be awesome? You know, everything that's what he brings to everything is that. And yeah, there is that nose. And uh, you know, it's um he didn't I feel like he, it wasn't always quite like that. You know, it's almost like you know, it's almost like knocking the 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 nose off the sphinx and then like putting it back on and you didn't get it quite right. You know, it's like eh, or the Goonies when they knock the penis off the statue and they put it on upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Well, now somebody's really all over the uh, the Goonies right now. Uh, And uh, our pal from across the pond, Craig Robinson, uh, just finished the mid credit scene in the nick of time. I'm so glad that uh, Craig is here. Cammy's here and a few other friends are here. So, yeah, I I thought that. I think that I was definitely at a bit of a deficit. Usually if a show comes back and look, the way shows come back right now, very often it's a couple of years, especially after the strikes. That's what you're going to have to expect is it'll be a couple of years before some of your favorite shows come back in some cases, especially if you won, shows. by the way, congratulations. Uh, I, I mean, I'm in the, you know, I'm in the uh, podcasters local 108. So, you know, my union has, uh, has yet to even strike. So, but uh, yes, my uh, my wife is a television writer, and uh, she has uh, already been downstairs taking meetings, trying to get out of this house uh, and, and and away from the residents of the house. She's had enough time around us. But so I honestly did not remember how this first season ended. And the recap did uh, did OK, but uh, I was playing a little bit of catch up. And usually I don't I'm like. I, look, I would love to rewatch a season before a new season starts, but that never is going to happen, even a six episode season. But I do feel like, oh man, if I'd watched like the last 20 minutes of the season one finale, it would have gone a long way because I there's like just a lot to of watch things that the I last episode before I watched. Yeah, I, I think I could have at some point, you know, knowing for months that this was I coming. Couldn't. I couldn't. Well, you couldn't, but <laughs> I, I, I think I would have. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, just sort of remembering the stakes of where it left off. And, you know, sort of the way that it ends is like this notion that Mobius, nobody knows who Loki is. So that's really where the episode starts. And it's kind of a cool reveal that I thought it was like a change in timeline, a different timeline. No, he's just in the past. So it's before he met Loki. And I thought that was an interesting little wrinkle that they spend the first, I don't know, know, 10 minutes or so setting up the fact that it's like, no, he's just in the past dealing with all of that. And, uh, you know, glitchy uh, time stream stuff. I, I feel like we've we've seen a little bit of 
in the last uh, the last decade or so. But I think for the sake of the story and for the focus for this episode, it worked. But I did think that that was a, a bit of a surprise. And, you know, the idea that Loki's jumping around in the TVA building. So he got to see it before everybody had their mind wiped, mind wiped. And I did think one of my favorite lines in the episode does come from Mobius because he actually says that, uh, you know, something along the lines of, uh, I have no memory of having my memory wiped, you know, and obviously it's a funny line, but he's delivering it unironically. He's like, I have no memory of having my memory wiped and sort of the, um, the interaction with OB I thought was very fun for, so Loki pops back to some point in the past. And as he's talking to him in the past, he's like, Oh wait, I do remember this one guy came in and I feel like, you know, that's uh, definitely uh, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of fun for our sake, but uh, I don't know. You don't need to take time travel so seriously sometimes, you know, Uh, you know, as, as, as Endgame taught us back to the future is bullshit. You know, I think that's uh, <laughs> something that we have to go back to. Uh, what are your thoughts so, sort of playing with that, uh, Eric? I, I'm i glad it was actually sort of simple in that end <laughs> instead of doing because we obviously we have so many sort of different universes and and we're only going to have more of those, I feel like, over the next couple of years. So actually, I, I thought it was a simple solution that was smart was he's just he's not in a different reality. He's just in a different time. And, and I thought that was actually a really clever way of, of doing it because it made his leaping back and forth a little more accessible. And, uh, and I, and I love how they had him sort of leap. Cause again, it's something we've seen a lot, but it, it just looked painful. And the running joke of, no, it doesn't look that bad. It's like, yeah, no, it's terrible. It's horrifying. I, I don't yeah, that. no, and he's just like, I, I can't see it again. No, yeah, I, I don't. That was no, please just make me do that <laughs> any more times. Right? And I thought that was like actually kind of clever. Like, yeah, it should hurt. Like, it should suck. And, um, and, and you know, the, the it's a very good point you're making, Christian. The, the corners they cut on Secret Invasion feels like, uh, they robbed uh, Peter uh, to pay Paul, and in this case, uh, well, they 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 robbed Wilson. they robbed Ringo to pay Paul. But yes, yeah. I think that your point <laughs> is absolutely a, a valid one for sure. Yeah, no, they robbed Ringo to pay Yoko. <laughs> well, you know what? You might not be wrong. People of you Earth, never... who are you? That's my. Uh, I never get to do a Yoko imitation. I'm sorry. It's true. It doesn't. It does, look, it does not. It does not come up very often. It, um, it's it's hard to shoehorn it into everyday conversation. Try yeah, as I might. I, I was I was in an elevator with her once, and I literally couldn't think of anything. Stop it! Oh my god! I yeah. just almost knocked my. my it was uh, <sighs> yeah. It was at a. It, I think it was at the MTV building, and I was just like, "What? Even I, I don't know what to say. I literally didn't know what could I possibly say to her. What was she practicing her I, screaming? Yeah, I could. I could have been like, uh, "You want to do a little? You want to do a little cold turkey?" Um, (laughs) Some low hanging. Uh oh, uh oh. Cam Egan is uh, is now speaking out and saying you just have to shout to imitate Yoko. So you better be careful. You're playing with powerful forces here, Cam. Uh, So yeah, I I don't know. I mean. I always have to ask you, Michael, when because you do tend to be the the resident uh, contributor on this show. Who, well, now Michael's frozen, so 
uh, you Loki know, I was going to ask him something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give him a moment to, uh, you know, he was literally, you know, uh, and, and now, uh, Loki's peeking over us. Uh, but, uh, Michael, what, uh, right. what I do I'm always like to ask if it's okay. I'm technical difficulties over here. I don't know why it's the, it, it's the TVA. I blame the Probably. TVA. You're you're speaking ill of them, and uh, <laughs> they're they yeah. Actually, Cam Egan's got it figured out. Michael's time slipping, and uh, <laughs> it's, but it's like it's like in the worst way. He's only time slipping to like three seconds from now, you know. So it's like it's like you go through all that contortion, and then you're like, oh, I'm just sitting right here, and everybody's looking like, where'd you go? Uh, were there any takeaways of things that that you're like, okay, I liked this sequence, or this episode was well lit? Um, I liked the uh, the 80s uniforms at the McDonald's, you know, I mean, was there anything that stood out like, OK, this part worked for me? I just love the end credit. <laughs> yeah, no, they are really cool. I agree. And I no, was I mean, how much fun they were over. Oh, boo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, That's also really annoys me that Tom Hiddleston's an executive producer. So are you asking me for things I liked? Yeah. Um, I think we just heard them. Yeah. God. I think that's his answer. <laughs> I, I honestly, this made me miss Secret Invasion a little bit. All right, I, uh, you know I can I can stand for a lot of talk, but I I think I, I think your heart just hurts right now. This... Your heart hurts right now. You you can't be pining for a, a, you know that you would have preferred to have been watching Secret Invasion episode seven instead I the of scrolls. <laughs> I mean, you know, some of them, I guess. Uh, uh, let us know. Let us know in the chat. By the way, some of the things that uh, that you did like. It's all right. It, it, I did. It, it. I thought it was a little bit of a softball question, but I didn't realize. I really do like the end credits. I think they look really cool, and they always have sort of the way they jumble up the names. I was kind of reminded from season one. You know, like oh yeah, I did always like the end of the episode, and then they. Uh, you know, the the uh, the Internet was useful for once. It didn't spoil anything about the episode, but they there were a lot of notices like, hey, stick around. There is a mid credit scene. So and, uh, you know, they're going to be in that McDonald's again. So uh, I, I think that uh, we know where Eric will be uh, every every Friday at like 1130 a.m. Pacific time right before we have to sit down to do this show. You know what? You and I should probably just meet there. Next you should Friday. film from there. Christian and I Oklahoma. both live in Burbank. Yeah, no, yeah. no, we definitely could do a road trip to Oklahoma, and we'll meet you there, Michael, because that's pretty close to uh, where you are compared oh. to California. <laughs> compared to California, have you have you ever looked at a map? I've Oklahoma's driven. I've driven America three times. All right, all right, all right. Let's get focused. Let's get focused. So, in 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 any case, I I think that uh, Wait, is he frozen or saucy? He's he's a little bit of both. He's frozen sauce. Uh, so Kemi Egan loves the 60s furniture, the TVA and the nostalgia of the McDonald's. Uh, I do love all the uh, throwback <laughs> stuff <laughs> as well. Um, so, you know, the the sort of the through line of the story of this episode, it is fairly focused on, OK, we have this big thing to deal with. We have the he who remains which i thought was great it was like well it's like calling yourself last man standing and when you are the last man standing you 
do actually get to call yourself whatever you want. You know, it's like, well, you know, if, if it's appropriate, you get to uh, use that title. So it's like we can't even address that until we stop Loki from glitching, which I think is, uh, you know, it, so there's this sort of this thing looming in the back. And I think Loki successfully convinces Mobius, who then gets enough sort of support that they're like, all right, we can stop pruning these timelines because that's what he wants us to do. And I did like the reveal that because he was jumping around in time that uh, Loki's like, I mean, look what they, the way they lazily just patched up this conference room you're in. His face is everywhere. You know, like this is the, this is the room that you've been in. And, you know, some of the clues from being back in the past, like we, uh, Loki plays that recording where I guess it's he who remains slash Kang slash everything uh, talking to Renslayer. Like, I'm so glad you're on our side, you know, and they didn't really deal with that in, in this episode. But uh, I, I, I know a, uh, a carefully laid Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb when I see one, you know, uh, what, take us through sort of Eric, the, way that they did this part of the story, you know, sort of this reveal of like, no, you need to see that we're actually not doing good, you know, by pruning these timelines, we're actually, you know, committing atrocities, you know, and, and they even said, you know, mind your tone, you know, yeah. but uh, what, what did you think about the sort of this making this argument to, to these people whose, you know, minds had been wiped many times and really didn't know who they were, uh, we're working for well yeah cammy uh, mentions this it's a pretty cool reveal when he takes the whatever stick and you know throws the, it the against pruning stick pruning yeah. stick we yeah. pruned the edges of many small villages yes he prunes the wall and there is multi-lokis uh, uh, uh no i'm sorry multi-kangs and and i that was a cool reveal i that scene to me it, it I, I couldn't get past that one actress like a, the one who was like, remember it was like three of them the, at different corners. The the the, the one with the T Rex arms. Yeah, please help me out there. Was that an I, effect or is that just her? I I, I, was, I assume that that's just the her. disability. Yeah, that, I assume it's a legitimate, but it it is distracting it because you wonder: is it a disability? Is it a character affectation? You know. Uh, so yeah, it, it was definitely a little bit distracting, sort of you know, these characters that uh, were supposed to be, you know, getting to know. And by the way, Cammy Egan has a, a question that, that uh, I was wondering. I mean, it was sort of a, a very, you know, the head nod, tender embrace, the way that uh, Eric and Michael will one day embrace when they actually meet in person. Uh, oh, and yeah, well, you know, with, with, with a low hug as well. Uh, I'm really do, tall. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, you so know what? I, I think my... uh, I know that, but I don't think Eric does. So do it'll general, be like, it'll be general docs and X5 have some form of relationship is the question. <clears throat> uh, Wait, which, I, I think... which one's X5 and which was there X5 and X7 was the other one? I don't I, I mean, I, I don't remember that we had that. But, the you know, the, the one who seemed to be running things and then uh, uh, is the general. And I think X5 is the, you know, the foot soldier for lack of a better word you know a general or something even though the name isn't the general but it's like the the actual on the ground soldier yeah you, yeah you're right more staff sergeant it was sort of like the way that they shared a moment it was like okay that was not very subtle you know that's like 
I guess in the TVA, you don't have to talk to HR about whether or not you have some kind of inner office romance going on, you know? Uh, so, uh, I think, uh, we'll definitely get an answer to that question. And, uh, yeah, Craig agrees that they did look uh, a little close, uh, didn't they? But I, I don't know. I found that to be sort of the interesting part of the backstory of the lore. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means, Michael. Um, <laughs> so. dipping, dipping, uh, the chicken nugget into the sauce, in other words. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, somebody tore open the Loki sauce, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And I, I find it interesting. And uh, you know, this is sort of the importance of this show on the MCU going forward, because we know somewhere down the road, Kang is the next big adversary. And this story really had, you know, it started in season one. Quantumania was a really just sort of a, a little like, you know, just some pepper kind of dropped on the yeah. top of that story and, you know, it continues here. So I guess we'll see, you know, five weeks from now, are we setting up a third season of Loki or are we setting up, you know, right. some big motion picture uh, arrival of Kang uh, for, you know, uh, a, a movie that would be released sometime in, uh, in next year. Yeah. Uh, trial, I, trial pending, of course. Uh, well, with, yeah, with Kang too. I'll give them credit because I feel they did a really nice job of sort of having Kang loom over this whole episode. So even though he's physically not in it, yeah, he's in the opening uh, previously on. But beyond that, I feel it really like set him up in such a great way. Like it added to the hype of the character, maybe even in better ways than uh, Quantum Media did. Because uh, he just seemed like everywhere all at once, and he's already been sort of playing all these people at, like puppets. So I think on that end, at least sort of setting up the the yeah, and I, I say the next big bad, knowing he's kind of already a big bad. But uh, I thought this episode was smart about it, like how to sort of make the character really seem like menacing, powerful. Uh, complicated without having him on screen at all. Yeah, I think that they are doing a good job setting him up. And uh, yeah, I mean, this this doesn't really answer a question of, uh, you know, what it, is Marvel going to do anything about uh, allegations and lawsuits uh, surrounding Jonathan Majors, which, you know, ordinarily you don't necessarily need to dip into, you know, private life stuff, but that's uh, fairly public and uh, it, it's a very real question. I do think the character works if you just explain, oh, yeah, we all look different now because of some change in some time stream or whatever. And it's like, well, when you know that there's a real reason, real world reason for it. And uh, boy, that'd be another thing to annoy you, Michael, if they have to recast Kang slash he who remains slash Immortus slash Ramatut slash slash slash, you know. Kang just doesn't have quite the same ring to it, does it? Just Kang? <laughs> I mean, he's Kang the Conqueror. It's a pretty great name. You, okay. you don't think so? I mean, I think he who remains is a little more mysterious. I agree. That is definitely that is definitely a a, his, a better better. His name. comic book look is also kind of like tragic. So you mean Kang's look, the yeah. uh, the blue mask? Well, they've they've done what they can with that, but yeah, kind of silly. 
I mean, you know, look, it, it was they were they were just excited to have colors to play with in the printing press in like 1967 or whenever we first got Kang. But I, I do understand what you're saying. Uh, let's spend some time on uh, OB. Uh, I think that uh, he was a fun uh, advent. And like we talked a little bit about, you know, sort of the jumping back and forth or time, the conversation. Uh, he does definitely bring a comedic sensibility to a show that was already one of the one of the more lighthearted shows, even though it's dealing with, you know, reality altering time stream ripping sort of major events. Uh, but uh, Kihi Kwan, I think, was great in this. And, uh, you know, we knew he, I mean, most of us knew he was coming, but it was uh, it was nice when he finally sort of descended you know, to his desk and we actually got to see him for the first time. So uh, and yes, putting the duct tape on the spacesuit. I think. Look, I'm not. I, I know people probably assume, but I'm no astrophysicist. I'm pretty sure that actually would not have uh, have uh, fixed it and made it so you didn't die in the vacuum of space. But I liked it. I thought it was a nice touch. Like, would I just put tape on it? And uh, it worked for the story, you know. What uh, was uh, Christian when I was watching this episode last night? Yeah, uh, my younger son came in only about halfway through. And so he saw the moment of uh, Owen Wilson uh, going out in space with that huge, like, you know, tubing attached to him. Yeah. The, uh, and, the and gigantic we, umbilical cord throughout yeah. space. Yes. And and so Judah was like, he was so confused. He's like, what is going on here? And his reaction was my favorite part of the whole episode. Because if you had no sort of build up to that and then you just see that, it, it's utterly bewildering. Uh, but yeah. it also, like, so much of that, like the design of Obi's space and, you know, talk about sort of beyond just like kind of taking a page from like, I don't know, like a steampunk or Brazil, that space and the Brazil. Yeah. I, I, I keep going I still like, don't... watch Brazil, watch Terry <laughs> Gilliam's Brazil and there okay. is definite, definite reference. Oh, did you that. think, did you think he meant the South African nation of, uh, of Brazil? Yeah. I thought he meant, okay. And South, yeah. South Africa. By the it's way, like, uh, literally, yeah, South American. I know what I said. Uh, Brazil is a movie <laughs> you absolutely would love, not just because Catherine Helmand is is one of the stars of the film. I mean, she's also magnificent in it. Uh, she's a mayonnaise. No, no, no. She was uh, she was on soap, and uh, she was also Mona that's Sally Mona. Kellerman, and it wasn't mayonnaise. It was Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, uh, yeah. So we can uh, we can maybe uh, m maybe have a sampling of uh, some of the imagery from Brazil, the film. Uh, yeah, be I, I don't know. Taste. Yeah, I I, I find the uh, the aesthetic to be uh, fun. It, it is a lot more of a fun show than yes, going right back to Secret Invasion. I know, Michael. It's apparently your new favorite show compared to Loki, but I mean. That was definitely a slog. Uh, it, it, it just it wasn't fun to watch. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, and uh, just a callback to the uh, the sort of the the conference room, the wherever the hearing room was. Uh, what was the deal with the sleeping guy in the war room? He looked dead. He definitely wasn't because when they were shouting, he woke up. I mean, he's you know, look, he's he's probably my favorite guy in the show. I hope that he shows up in other scenes sleeping and they never explain it. 
I feel like he's going to have a really key piece of information at some point. He's going to be like, a, like silent Bob, you know, Kevin Smith's character talks like once a movie in those movies, he always has something to say. So I think he's going to kind of be this silent Bob of, uh, of, of Loki. Um, Those are big dreams for that character, Christian. And I hope they come true. Yeah. Well, look, he's, uh, you know, he's maybe he'll just be the banker of this show. You know, the Falcon and Winter Soldier banker that uh, I almost did a poster for him. I mean, you, you caught me like there there was a moment and then I went to bed. Yeah. No, no, I think, I think that's, that's only fair. Uh, Michael, is it going to be tough for you to tune in five more times and watch this show? I mean, uh, you know, we can, we can bring you on to talk about something else for a few minutes if you're going to miss us that much. But, uh, you know, I don't I don't want to put you through anything that's going to be, you know, life altering or in in any way, anything that's detrimental. And the interesting thing is that Michael could actually just put up a still photo with that expression, you know, because uh, that's kind of how he feels about the show. He definitely froze a a number of times, but uh, I every time he comes right back and it gives me an opportunity to uh, switch back to this video view where Loki is peeking over. Uh, Let's uh, talk about the rest of the season coming forward, Eric, and your thoughts on uh, where you feel this might be going. You know, obviously we know from the end credit scene in Quantumania, we know something that somewhere that Mobius and Loki will end up, they'll end up seeing a version of he who remains. It seems like, you know, the, uh, the late 1800s somewhere, something like that. Uh, but uh, what are some of the things you think are uh, are coming up throughout the season? Where would you like to see the story go? I, I think it's more that. It, it, where would I like to see it go? It, it, it's something we've discussed before is I, I still don't understand how over the uh, that we're in this sort of multiverse part of the MCU. And yet somehow th- Loki and the various issues coming up with the TVA has not come up in any of the movies that deal with the multiverse. We don't care. Well, right. (laughs) Michael doesn't care enough for five people, if not 500. Uh, But it it feels like that's just such a missed opportunity because it's actually a really weirdly simple explanation for chaos happening all throughout the MCU. And so I, I think for me, I just am hoping that they actually thread this with the rest of the MCU's sort of multiverse, because otherwise it really is, it's a wonderfully strange little corner of the MCU universe, but it it just seems like, like that feels very logical. It feels organic. And uh, this, this newest phases of the MCU, they keep just expanding. They go wider, not deeper. And as a result, like, we have so many strands right now in the MCU that I feel like this show could actually, without even using Spider-Man by name, without bringing in Doctor Strange, it could actually help with the next part of the phase and the next phase after that. That's the thing. I don't think they'll do. I hope they would, but I'm worried right. they're actually not going to do any of well, that, which seems strange. I don't understand the logic of it, you know, I think more likely what it is, is that there is a, you know, to talk in timeline terms, there's a fixed endpoint for this show and they know what it is, but they mm-hmm. want to let the show get there before they start including, including it. 
you know, Quantum Mania didn't really need to pull on this thread. It was really just that Kang, you know, that was, and in, in a, I guess in a way they're all that Kang, you know, it's all the, the same guy's lifetime, but they didn't, you know, they just needed to introduce him on the big screen. And this was sort of, you know, backstory. And uh, I think that's why I'm wondering if, if we're going to get a satisfying ending at the end of season two, setting up movie stuff, or they're just like, we really like doing Loki as a show. We're going to do more Loki. And, uh, you know, in another two years, we'll get more. But at some point, <laughs> some point, these phases have to start up, don't they? <laughs> you know, well, they, they have to uh, find each other. I mean, that's the thing, too. Yeah. It's like they, they just keep spreading out the, the playground just too much. And so that's maybe Miss Marvel will help because right now I just. I mean, think of all the things even just uh, they set up in um, the Eternals, you know, yeah, that stuff, stuff, that, stuff they may stuff they may never do anything with that they set up in the Eternals. Yeah. But I think some of the some of those uh, key points will uh, probably be referenced. Uh, Lewis Cox in the chat, uh, he says, Loki season two, episode one was uh, honestly really cool, man. It felt like an episode of Doctor Who that didn't have the Doctor in it. I said that in season one. I think it was episode five. There was literally, there was an episode where they had to save a planet where I'm like, yeah, if you just change the character names to Doctor and pick your companion uh, for Sylvie or vice versa, uh, it, it really felt like it. So yeah, I think dealing with a lot of that stuff, it it, uh, it definitely has some of that uh, similar feeling. And I think uh, Lewis Cox is uh, echoing what a lot of people are saying is that uh, they're excited that we've finally gotten to see uh, Ki Kwan as OB. But his, go ahead. His dialogue Michael. is very like Gilmore Girls, like Joss Whedon. And I'm just like, ugh. It's a, it's a little too a little too snappy and peppy for you. Yeah, like inside jokes, you're just supposed to accept that you don't even know, and you're just never gonna get to them. Kind of well, like you yeah. know, like I mean, shorthand talk. Well, I did like that they you know they reminded us that Mobius had his mind wiped possibly multiple times, and so he walks in and he's like, "Oh, I haven't seen you in a while." It's like, "Yeah, how long has it been? Three, four, four hundred years?" Like, yeah, <laughs> you were my and, last you know, visitor. Just, yeah, right, exactly. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got off on the wrong floor and I stuck around. He's like, no, you left immediately. So, uh, yeah, I think that it, it is kind of an interesting idea. And, you know, I mean, it's I, I don't know if it was specified in season one, but you're really getting a sense for just how long they've been at this. You know, that past point that Loki shows up in, you know, where they leave the crack in the floor and all of that, uh, you know, that could have been 20 years ago could have been you know four months ago it, it, it you know could have been 400 years ago it could be a thousand years ago you know so uh getting a sense for just some kind of timeline and uh you know uh if if sylvie is going to master asking if you would you like fries with that although they didn't really ask that in 1982 <laughs> you know that that was more of a you want a supersizement right that was a yeah there were there was no supersize nope. in 1982 called yeah. large medium and and of course small. <laughs> so yeah i uh christian could we I, have that as a sound bite <laughs> please i mean we could um, 
but I don't know. I mean, look, I was excited to have the show back. And there's a lot of uh, MCU stuff that uh, my wife honestly can can I was going to say take or leave, but really just leave. Uh, even when I didn't know what Secret Invasion was, there was there was not even a hint, a glimmer of interest. But Loki, we both really enjoyed last year. So she was excited to know that it was back like literally yesterday. I was like, so, you know, I have to watch Loki tonight. She's like, oh. That sounds great. So we watched it last night and then I rewatched it uh, this morning because I might have been a little tired to uh, pull on some of those uh, timey wimey threads. And I think I needed to uh, get a little bit of a refresher. There were definitely a couple of things, you know. Is like, she a, a Hiddleston? Um, you know, I, I know she likes him, but uh, she's definitely oh. on. She's definitely uh, parentheses Taylor's version on uh, pretty much everything else, you know, and that was a that was a. It was a big day in, in August. Uh, you know, the whole day was blocked off for her and her friends to go see Taylor at uh, SoFi Stadium here in L.A. Really? So, oh, oh, yeah. It was one I of six think, nights. I wouldn't think you'd be married to that type of woman that would pay like $1,500 for tours. <laughs> no, their tickets, they're, no, because I got them tickets. They were, oh, so uh, they were they, like more like $50. They were $150. They were actually sitting in their car uh, in the parking lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No. No. uh, Yeah. It's you know how you know how there's a Taylor Swift movie coming up. Yeah. It was a it was an early screening of that. And I said, same thing. Enjoy it. I'll pay for the top one. (laughs) I got them for one hundred and fifty dollars. So her and three friends went for one hundred fifty dollars each, which for all three of them for each. That's why I used the got them tissues for the nosebleeds in their seats, too. No, 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 no. But anyway, so. Uh, I think that uh, this is the, one of the shows that, uh, you know, canine opinions notwithstanding and surely opinions notwithstanding. I, I think that this was one of the shows that people generally liked. I think even WandaVision, people really liked like the first three. And then by the time it ended, a lot of people weren't even watching it anymore. Like you're more I casual. Like people. Yeah. What you what's that, Michael? I liked all of it. It was you did. No, no, no. I done. Yeah, the uh, the the ending, uh, you know, wasn't quite what I was hoping for. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that that was a that was a great show. But uh, I, I'm I'm enjoying Loki. Can't wait to see more. Figure out what's next. Uh, Michael feels a little differently, but uh, our pal Nate will be set, sitting in with us uh, in subsequent weeks. And I've already been uh, contacted uh, by a few other people who would. Uh, like to join in at various times. Uh-oh. So no, 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 no. no. I don't Please. play nice with everyone. Oh, wow, the, these are people you'll play nice with. <laughs> so that's, that's <laughs> don't bring on Tom right. Hiddleston. Don't. Well, no, I mean you know that opportunity presents itself. Look, I mean Michael, how long have I known you? And and you know how I feel about you. If 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 it was like, oh, you could have uh, Hiddleston on the show, but uh, Michael can't be there. I would just forget to send you the link. You It'd know, be Michael who? <laughs> Michael yeah. X what? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think, uh, first of all, that's the first time I I believe in Blackcast or Geekscape history that uh, someone threatened a future co-host. So I'm pretty excited about the danger zone that is bringing people that Michael does not play well with. The the Loki thread well, of... Uh, the I'm the sorry, embarrassing the, thing is that he's talking about you, Eric. Oh, I know. I don't know. <laughs> We have a side Kang's line, you won't you, you won't like my variants. They're not as nice as me. I think yeah. that was Michael's version of it. 
Well, uh, by the way, Craig mentions he was waiting all episode for Miss Minutes to pop out. So, uh, Eric, why don't you uh, give him the reveal he was waiting for that uh, he couldn't uh, couldn't get on that show? But how uh, big is that thing? Oh, you like to that's know. gonna that's gonna have to be a drop too. <laughs> we have to pull so many drops into from just large, medium. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm sure we'll get Miss Minutes, head, but uh, I think it was important to remind us, like, uh, yeah, Miss Minutes is compromised. Let's not uh, let's not bring her into this. Oh, but, she uh, works I... too. Oh, the clock. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, she's turned into a real bitch, though, hadn't she? I well, she's really evil. I mean, right? Isn't she like evil? That's okay. She's a computer program it doesn't make her a b word. She's just evil. <laughs> it doesn't make her a b word. Yeah, well, I guess I guess we'll have to. We're just gonna have to see all of it, you know. And uh, I, I'm gonna be happy to be along for the ride. And uh, I'm yeah. glad that uh, we we have an excuse to, uh, you know, talk about another show, even though we did have to uh, move ourselves to Friday. Um, I'm gonna put a comment on the screen, and I'm gonna ask Eric to read it because I have to sneeze. <laughs> They kept saying Ravona, Ravona Renslayer name in this episode. Will we see her in the other episodes? Maybe in an Avengers movie. Maybe. IDK, a.k.a. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Um, I don't think in a movie, but I do think we will definitely, you know, when you're oh, dealing yeah. with timelines and, you know, popping people out of their own lifetime, you know, before anything may or may not happen to them. Yeah, I, we'll definitely see her. I mean, her voice was on that recording, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm certain that we will see. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, one of the things I wanted to circle back to, Michael, that you mentioned earlier you know that uh, actors are listed as producers just because they need to have the more money amount of money makes yeah. sense so they uh they push it in a couple of different areas this and you know is- look he he probably does look over the scripts and he's like hey wouldn't it be loki or oh, some that. more right here what can i do the hair flip yeah not enough <laughs> hair flips in here uh <laughs> no like there's like there's like t- 10 executive producers on this stupid show and like one co-executive producer i'm like that poor guy well uh and uh erica was probably a woman eric reminded us of some of our uh some of his past handiwork because uh if nothing else no no eric likes to jail photo not my jail photo again (laughs) well you know uh no one takes a better jail photo than you michael i think between you uh, and nick nolte yeah (laughs) but uh yeah the the what if michael shirley uh like loki i mean and man is that that's quite a what if and uh, i always feel like you need to just explain this one (laughs) this was actually i I believe michael's uh brilliance was i did not make this no 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 but you recommended because i did the gate me as the gator and then you said, "Yeah, but your beard should should go out like it's the mouth." Yeah. <laughs> so that was the that was the goal. I don't know if I quite nailed the landing on it, but that was the that was the artistic logic behind this. I feel like that was copy and pasted from some kind of science. This is how babies happen. Look, <laughs> like I'm like where did that runway come from? Uh, that that like... was a just a gentleman's very long beard that I put sideways, I believe. Okay. <laughs> Sure, we'll and, go with that. Uh, 
and, and the most uh, you know, of all, though. And and me as the the vote for Loki, the uh, the campaigning, <laughs> the shaking hands, and uh, kissing babies, Loki. That's the most that's believable really of the three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean more believable than me with a long beard as a gator? You yeah, didn't make I, one I, of Jeff, did you? That might have yeah, been a little Yeah, of course off. I did. Did you? What is what is? He oh, didn't Jeff send it to me. Uh, no, so. but we could share it next time. Jeff is very handsome in his, very charming in his. Well, Black that's, face that's, is that's not just, cool anymore. That's just true to life. I mean, yeah, Jeff is 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 a, is a very handsome young man, and uh, Lewis is uh, just uh, catching up to the party, and he can't believe. That uh, you don't like Michael. Oh man, you're Sorry. behind. Sorry, that Michael doesn't like Loki. Obviously, everybody likes Michael. Uh, it, it's it's really a it's a Hiddleston factor, really, is what it comes down to. But anyway, I wanted to have show and tell picture time. Thank if you. anyone in the chat has requests, <laughs> if you want to send us your picture, I, I, I would I would do a, a hacky Photoshop yeah. job of anyone yeah. who sends a picture in. Lewis, Cami, uh, Craig. Please. Uh, our pal Daniel Drew, who I know will be watching after the fact, uh, we want to make sure that uh, any of you get the Loki treatment. And if and you need to specify, if you want Loki Gator, uh, then mm, you're going to yeah. have to make sure you ask for that. Uh, but in any case, uh, I, I feel like we've uh, scratched the surface on season two, but it was a it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Michael did not. But uh, I'm very interested in seeing where it goes. And it was, it's definitely when a show's been away this long, it is, it is fun to get everybody back together. Unless, of course, you hate the show. But we will get back together uh, to talk about Loki next Friday, same time, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. But prior to that, uh, you'll be able to find Marvel Movie Talk right here on Geekscape in, in our uh, old time slot, which will probably become our new time slot again. Uh, we will be talking about this book kind of Scott Lang. look out for the little guy and uh we are going to talk to rob kuttner who collaborated with scott lang and co-wrote the book with scott lang and we'll talk to him about that process eric and i uh will talk to him uh and you know obviously that's a future show wednesday at 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern that's when you'll be able to find it on the Geekscape YouTube channel. And uh, obviously that happens in the future, but I just have a hunch. It'll be about 58 minutes, but just a hunch that I have somewhere in there. So uh, it'll, it'll be a bonus episode next week, a non Loki episode. And uh, we have uh, some, some more coming up throughout October, at least one more that I know uh, before Loki's over. So uh, if well, you're I'm not going to be there, uh, I'm not no, going to be there because I can't read good. No, you you don't you don't pictures. read good. And uh, Cami Egan says uh, I still need to buy that book. It's still available. Uh, Eric and I uh, each paid for this book. Yes, these these were not these were not publisher comps. I uh, I wanted to be able to talk to Rob, whose wife I've known worked with like 20 years ago. But I still was like I felt like I should buy buy the book because it'll help uh, set up and secure the interview. So you should check it out. Uh, it's a, it's a fun read. It's a light read. And, uh, you have, uh, uh, you know, what, five days until Wednesday when we talk to Rob about collaborating with the great Scott Lang. Uh, so, uh, that'll be our next episode. And then we'll be back on Friday talking about Loki episode two. 
And who knows what kind of product placement uh, might inspire Eric to go out and buy something before next week's episode. Can I mean, I know we don't have time to talk about my first experience, like my first chicken nugget story. We don't because Eric has to go. Can can someone please tell me, because I was not born in 1982. I wasn't born until 1985. Did McDonald's actually have the patio window of Wendy's or is this some kind of messed up timeline thing where like the Wendy's is the McDonald's that's a good question I wonder that really stuck out to me I wonder if this location they used actually was a Wendy's um you know what we will take a look we will try and find out it's all over the internet and the memes I feel like it's not a yeah Uh, it has to be something eric i'm gonna go get a frosty and investigate Uh, eric i know you have to go you can be found at count eric connor (gasps) there is yeah see jeff's is the best one jeff's is amazing yeah yeah it it, it fits like this outfit should work on no one it works on him it It looks like a halloween Halloween jeff he looks yeah. very handsome in this. Yes, I know. Well, thank uh, you, Count Eric uh, Connor. Yeah, people Hello people will the... see you on this show on Wednesday yes, talking about looking out for the little guy and then right back here on Friday. Thank you, Count Eric Connor. Uh, much appreciated. Now, Michael, if you want to talk about, we have time. You want to talk about your first experience the chicken with a nugget, chicken nugget story? Oh, Eric would love this. You'll just have to tell him to go back and rewatch yeah, it. I'll, yeah, so, well, he always rewatches it every time he's on screen. So he'll, okay. he'll get to this part. So when I was four or five, I'm not going to say any names, but there was this girl in my class whose mother didn't work during the day. She, uh, I always assumed she had a job that started when the sun went down. But anyway, she was always sure. around for like lunchtime, and it would it would make a lot of us in our class like jealous that like her mom came and brought her like lunch to school every day. She'd bring her like good did you stuff, did like, you ever ask why her mom was always covered in glitter, or that wasn't really something that you uh, you thought to question? Uh, her, I could from her wardrobe compared to like my teacher's jumpsuits and my own parents, I kind of felt like I know I knew where her mom worked. That's right. Okay. So would she she bring lunch to your friend? Yeah, she would bring, well, I wouldn't know if this, if I call this girl, my friend, we all kind of like hated her because her mom brought her like fast food during lunchtime. So she is like talking all day about how her mom's bringing her chicken nuggets. And so, like, it's lunchtime. Her mom shows up in her little booty shorts. It's like, we're all just eating. And then we hear this, ah! Girl has bit into a chicken nugget. And I don't even know how this happens. There must have been some sort of vein or something. I know they're all chopped up and kind of turned into smoothie. Yeah, sure. She had bitten into a chicken nugget. And there was just blood, like, slowly trickling down the side. So it's like there must have been some kind of vein or something. And ever since then, I've never trusted a chicken nugget. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I saw the the paste, the, like, chicken paste. That yeah, it's like pink. Yeah. I don't know how it happened, and I would never have believed it if I hadn't seen that yeah. there was literally oh, like a couple my, of drops of blood. My, 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 yeah, my wife used to love uh, chicken nuggets. And then uh, she saw that paste and then uh, she swore off them for a while. But then our our kids eat them. You know, we, they get they get McDonald's, I think, about 
it's in a rotation. We have like one, one night a week that we end up going out and McDonald's is, you know, fourth or fifth in the rotation. So sometimes it's just easier. Um, I'll always get a quarter pounder with cheese though. And we'll find out what uh, Sylvie's specific order is. She says she wants to try everything. She wants to try everything. Um, And uh, you know, I can't wait till she works the breakfast shift because that's where (laughs) you'll get my actual favorite, the sausage McMuffin with egg. So uh, we'll we'll bring more insight like that to our show <laughs> yeah. next Friday about the McDonald's menu. But as I just mentioned, prior to that, join us on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern for our chat with Rob Kuttner, who collaborated with Scott Lang on Look Out for the Little Guy. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. My personal podcast, The Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, who are these broadcasters on the Who Are These Podcast Network? And uh, we have fun. We look at a lot of clips, some of them shared with me by Michael Shirley himself. And Michael, if you want to be found, and maybe you don't, but if you were to be found, where could people do it? Uh, here. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Michael X. Shirley. Uh, and t- well, I'm not sure what I'm going to do about this whole paying for Twitter. It doesn't bother me to pay, like, yeah. what? Like, what What could he possibly charge? Well, Twitter like, $5? Blue was, like, was like $8 a month, I think, if you wanted the, the, the Twitter Blue service when he first took over. Uh, I need to know what the dollar amount is because you're right. There's a price point where I'll just shrug it off and be like, it's well, fine. But I to don't me, know. it's, I feel like it's going to be cheaper than that. Cause it's just to use the platform, but it's also yeah. like, do I really want to be on Twitter with only people that are willing to pay for it? Because yeah, if it's point. like a lot of money, like if it's like 20 bucks a month, like a hundred dollars yeah. per year, I'm like, I don't know that I want to be, <laughs> Hanging out with those yeah. people. Uh, and by the way, uh, Cammy Egan says, I haven't eaten at a McDonald's in over 20 years. Good for you. That's, Ooh la la. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Well, she's not saying she doesn't eat any fast food. I, and I know Cammy Egan. I, you're you're going to have to, t- I'm sure you go to Portillo's, you know? I mean, because if I was in the Chicagoland area, that's where I would go way too often. Uh, Very good. As it, is, as it is, all I can do is just drive down to Buena Park near Knott's Berry Farm to go. But Michael, if you are to be found currently on X and other platforms, yeah. where would that be? Yeah, Michael X, surely, ahead of my time. Uh, and pretty much everywhere else that I hate Michael Shirley. Well, we don't hate Michael Shirley. We don't hate Loki either, though. So that uh, puts me in the, in the minority. Well, 50-50, I guess, right now. But... We will see you next Wednesday to talk about Scott Lang. And then next Friday, episode two of Loki. Please join us and check out some of the many other great programs right here on Geekscape. That's all the time we have for now. We'll see you next time. As the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 